0: This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Tuesday, the 25th of January. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Emily Wither. There's been a coup in West Africa as a president
1: is removed. And a deadly shooting on a school campus in Germany has police questioning where the weapons came from.
0: The Times Daily World Briefing. We begin in West Africa, where a military coup has taken place in the landlocked country of Burkina Faso. Thousands gathered in celebration, as army officials took to state media to announce they had ousted President Rocher Cabaret, suspending the constitution, dissolved the government and closed the country's borders.
1: That's
0: the military captain Sidsur Kadir wadrogo making the announcement, as he cited the deterioration of the security situation and the president's alleged inability to unite the West African nation as their reasons for the coup. Military officials said the takeover had been carried out without violence and that those detained were at a secure location.
1: This
0: resident in Ouagadougou described his happiness, saying the situation was overwhelming He said before no one knew what to do as everything was stuck, businesses, the administration. Now it's hoped things will be relieved. Burkina Faso is no stranger to coups, experiencing several since independence from France in 1960. It's one of West Africa's poorest countries, and Islamist militants control swathes of its territories, bordered by Mali, Niger, Benin, Togo, Ghana and the Ivory Coast.
1: Staying on the African continent, a crush outside an Africa Cup of Nations match in Cameroon is thought to have left at least six people dead. Match officials are quoted as saying some 50,000 people were trying to get in to the Paul Beer Stadium. One child is among the dead and it's thought dozens more people have been injured. Continental Soccer Government Body CAF said in a statement that it was aware of an incident at the stadium and is investigating. Following a low turnout in the first round games at brand new stadiums built for the tournament, Cameroon authorities had thrown open stadium gates, organised mass transport and given out free tickets to try to lure fans. George Addo Jr. is a journalist who was in the stadium covering the game. It's a wake-up call. And it means that they would have to revise their notes on how they are going about security arrangements, especially when it comes to do with the fans. That's a critical area I think that they'll have to look at right now because for the fans to be able to overpower security for just the round of 16 match, the stakes are going to be way, way, way higher for the semi-final that's going to be there and way higher for the final. On the way, a female judge makes history in Pakistan and why it pays to carefully check your spam folder.
0: The Times Daily World Briefing. As Western leaders say they are united in their strategy, if the situation between Russia and Ukraine escalates, Russian troops continue to line the border with Ukraine. The Times of London understands that President Putin's aggressive behaviour towards Russia's neighbour is popular with his people. But whilst the idea of a predicted invasion is one thing, the logistics are another. As Anthony Lloyd, the Times of London's war correspondent, explains. At the moment, there's 127,000 Russian troops, or or thereabouts, on three sides of Ukraine. There's undoubtedly uh, a a crisis here. But Ukraine is Europe's largest country. It's got a by and large hostile population, uh, hostile in terms of Russian perspective. It's very difficult, looking at it from a purely mathematical point of view, to invade Ukraine with that force. You'd need a lot more soldiers. So I think a lot of people are thinking the crisis is not at peak moment yet. Russia has always denied plans to invade Ukraine, despite massing some 100,000 soldiers. The Department of Homeland Security in the US is warning that Russia could launch more cyber attacks in the lead-up to any kind of invasion. Emily Taylor is chief executive of Oxford Information Labs and editor of the Journal of Cyber Policy at Chatham House and has been speaking to Times Radio about how susceptible we are to cyber attacks. In a way, the Ukraine really uh, has been a testbed for a lot of these tactics for Russia over the last few years. You know, it's it's constant um, in the Ukraine, but we've also seen over the years... Big attacks on infrastructure. There were um, power outages as um, two power stations were affected in 2015 and 2016. And the other day, the Ukraine government sites were hit by um, uh, reportedly
1: massive cyber attacks. As students at a German university began another week of lectures, terror ripped through the halls as a lone gunman opened fire. The 18-year-old was a biology student at the Southwestern College in the town of Heidelberg. Local reports say he entered an auditorium filled with 30 people just after midday with two rifles, one double-barreled shotgun and one repetition rifle. Fired several shots before fleeing the scene and turning a gun on himself. Four women were injured in the attack, one in the head. That 23-year-old died hours later in hospital. Many details of the case are yet to be determined, with police believing the weapons were secured abroad. Here's Mannheim Police Chief Siegfried Kolmer. I can only say that relatively quickly we secured a WhatsApp message saying that he now finally wants to punish certain people and that he does not want to be buried in the cemetery but that he wants to be buried at sea.
0: In Pakistan, where the judiciary system has historically been male dominated, history has been made. The country has sworn in its first ever female judge of the Supreme Court. 55-year-old Aisha Malik now sits on a bench with 16 other male colleagues in the Muslim-majority country's top court. It's been described as a rare victory after the process leading up to the event was unusually contentious after the promotion was originally voted down last year. Some lawyers and judges opposed Justice Malik's appointment as she was seen to be less senior than other candidates. The Times Daily World Briefing Sport. The Australian Open is once again in the spotlight for controversial reasons. Here's John Jackson with the latest. The Australian Open tennis favourite Daniel Medvedev launched a scathing attack during his fourth round win over Maxime Cressy. The victim of the Russians' abuse wasn't his opponent, the court, the balls, or even the umpire. It was the tournament's bathroom break rule. The recently updated rule limits players to a maximum of three minutes off the court with an additional two if they opt for a change of clothes. After a four-set win over his American opponent on the Margaret Court Arena, the second seed said players need more leeway to freshen up on days of extreme heat. As temperatures in Melbourne continue rising into the mid-30 degrees Celsius, Medvedev stated he'd need to change his entire outfit at least once during a match, and the time allowed just wasn't enough. The tournament continues through until January the 30th. The Times Daily World Briefing entertainment.
1: In another blockbuster acquisition for the music industry, Bob Dylan has sold his entire back catalogue of original recordings to Sony Music. The deal, which was completed last July, includes all of Dylan's albums and is said to be worth $200 million. He'd previously sold his publishing to Universal Music for a reported $400 million. The 80-year-old was the first songwriter to be awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature in 2016 and has sold more than 125 million records worldwide. In the last few years, music labels have snapped up the rights to various artists' work, including David Bowie, Fleetwood Mac and Tina Turner. Sony alone have spent $1.4 billion in acquisitions, including paying $500 million for Bruce Springsteen's catalogue in December.
0: And finally, we're all guilty of blindly deleting emails from our trash folder, especially those claiming to contain life-changing money.
1: But what if it was real? That's exactly what happened to 55-year-old Laura Spears from Michigan, who just scooped $3 million. She says she was checking her spam folder to find a missing email from someone. Instead, she found one from the state lottery, saying she'd won. She now plans to retire early and has promised to monitor her
0: emails more closely in the future. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing on Tuesday the 25th of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Rising sea levels, extreme weather patterns, extinctions of species. Our planet needs protecting. I'm Adam Vaughan, the Environment Editor for The Times, and this is Planet Hope from The Times, in partnership with Rolex and its Perpetual Planet Initiative. In this podcast, we hear from leading experts from around the world who are committed to finding solutions. These explorers, scientists, entrepreneurs and citizens are committed to a common goal, to protect our home, Earth. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts.